I am Bill Cartwright with Living Right with Bill Cartwright. And this is the Stress Mastery Podcast, where we take you from the science to the spirituality of stress mastery. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Stress Mastery Podcast. I am your host, Bill Cartwright. And I'm here with a special guest co-host, an amazing artist, Lee <laughs> Kellogg. And you can check out her work at LeeKellogg.com. She's here today in place of the super millennial. So we got the super baby boomers today, huh? We do. We do. We do. Welcome to the show, Lee. We've been Thank together you. a lot of years. Yeah, we have. We have. We have. It's a pleasure to be here. And it's a pleasure to have you because I'm interested in your uh, take on today's uh, subject. Our topic this week is harmony. In today's meeting of the minds, Lee and I are going to discuss the power and energy behind a decision. Does that sound good to you, Lee? Sounds wonderful. Let's do it. So decision is defined as the act or process of deciding. When it comes to human behavior, whether we make a decision in expansion, moving our journey and increasing our vital force up the mountain toward our light, or we make a decision to hesitate or defend an attack or become a victim, moving our journey and decreasing our vital force, staying in the valley is dependent on who the decision maker is. What do you think about that comment? <laughs> it is true. It is true. Because yeah. we yes. always think we're, we always talk about this free will, Lee, right? And people are so, they have no idea that they don't have, most people don't have free will because you can't have free will without awareness. Correct. How many times? Gotta your, be a win. Yeah. How many times has your ego made a decision for you? Oh, way too many. <laughs> way too many. <laughs> way too many. Lee, what's the name of your ego? My ego's name is Maria. Maria, Maria Berry, right? They, they used to go out. <laughs> they probably I, did. <laughs> I'm telling you. So that's what we want to talk about today, because if you move into process, that's being in objective reality, and you respond to what is, you are the decision maker. That's the only time you are the decision maker. But if you move into defendant attack in avoidance, subjective reality you react to what is judge what is then the ego is the decision maker and i think this is very important because as we end the yearly we're talking about setting goals for 2023 and and if you don't understand what we're talking about today because you've got to make a decision to change if you don't make an understand decision you'll be setting the same goals next year what do you, how do you, you work with your clients on different aspects of um, teaching them art and teaching them different things. What do you find the hardest thing is for them to change their routine? I think the biggest thing is confidence in themselves. And I, I see that with a lot of people having confidence and belief in yourself that you can achieve whatever it is you set out to do. I think and that is true. Uh, you couldn't hit it better because when we talk about moving out of that red zone, right? That red zone mind, that's just a state of restriction based energy fear. This is a decision. When you make a decision to move from the pessimistic to the optimistic state, and this optimistic state is a state of expansion based energy courage, 
you must make a decision to do that. And that's where the self-confidence would keep them trapped right in the valley. So how do you move them out? What's your, what's one way that you get them to get started? Um, Encouragement. And, you know, like in art, it takes practice. It's the same, like if you're going to play the piano Mm -hmm. and, you know, in reality, it's the same way we learn to walk. It's practice. You fall, you practice, you fall, you keep moving forward and slowly that's the sort of the operative word for many things you gain confidence and you make progress. And one of the things I've noticed in the world today is that we all want things to happen right now. We've got phones and computers and everything happens lightning fast. And as human beings, we don't necessarily learn lightning fast. Our muscles don't respond. In fact, we can't. You know, the function operation, we just can't learn that way. And it's one of the big programs in our culture that's holding people back. If we look at it, every one of us has a pure nature like a child. So we look at children. Children are naturally in an optimistic state. Think about it. They're the ones, if you're teaching a child how to paint, they're just having a good time painting, right? And working on their art. When you go to an adult, they lose this childlike innocence. The stages of development sets their programmed identity into a reality that they feel they must control, thus creating a pessimistic state. You know, like things should not be this hard. Things should be easier. This is what's right and how it should be. And we hear all these things coming because of the programmed mind that we go through. Would you agree? That's what you were saying, right? It's completely. Yes, that is it. Yes. So, and. Go on to me. Oh, I feel like it's it's also when I'm teaching adults, they feel like if it's not perfect the first time, then they can't do it. And that's that's them going into judgment of themselves, right? And we have to understand, and every every one of us operate and function the same. The human being is hardwired for behavior, and this behavior is set by what is held in mind. Now, to become optimistic, positive, and responsive and be able to do your art with love and fun, you must be, this must be set through a decision when you're an adult. You see, the decision to slow down, the decision to fail, the decision to look stupid, to let go, the decision to respond, the decision to let go of that programmed identity and self-author our mind. This does not happen accidentally. Would you agree? Completely. And so you see that people people want to change, right? We know they want to change. Because when, when I hear somebody tell me, oh, so-so, they don't want to change. They're never going to change. Well, I know that's not true because how do we spend $1 trillion a year on personal development and we're all stuck if nobody wants to change? I mean, you're telling me a story, but I know it's not true. Everybody wants to better their life. Nobody wants to live in struggle, conflict, stress, anxiety, anger, resentment. If you want to live like that, then there's something wrong with you. Because that's not, that is not a fun life. Would you agree with that? Oh, who wants to live that way? It's exactly. like, no. You know, yeah. but that but people will say, Well, I am like David always says, I am like I am, you know, that's how I am. And it's just <laughs> not true. So this year, this coming year, we're going to try to help people to move in those higher vibration. And as you move your habitual state to that higher vibration, 
this process of moving from the pessimistic to the optimistic becomes a much more natural process. So when you have your students, Lee, and they're, they, they've made mistakes and they've looked dumb and they start to cultivate something and they all of a sudden make some art, yeah. what happens to them? They light up. They feel good. It's like, they're like, oh, I did make progress. Yes. And I've I've also learned in my teaching to keep the mistakes that I've made visible, to show them like here's the progress. Like yeah, you're seeing my work now. Let's go back and look at it ten years ago. It's totally different. That's a great tool because it's the truth, right? Yeah. It is. Uh, people always think that I'm this this guy, this guru and stuff, and I laugh. I go, "Oh my gosh, you guys have no idea," <laughs> you know. <laughs> and I, I meet them at the events, and they're like awestruck. And I go, "Stop it! Just stop," you know, because all of us, every human being, operates and functions the same. Now, when you work on yourself and you climb that mountain, if you can reach stage five of development, interconnected mind, and we all could do it, we become more childlike. See, children are naturally in an optimistic state. A child can have a conflict that causes anger. They quickly release the anger and go right back to playing. But as an adult, we take that anger and justify why we were angry. We become righteous of why we were wrong and we should be angry. We hold the anger and resentment so we can replay it over and over again in our future, maintaining this pessimistic state. Now, when I say that out loud, it sounds absolutely insane, but that's the state, the overall state of humanity right now. So you agree with me, right? It's Oh, completely, it, completely. Yes. We see it everywhere. And it's sad because it doesn't have to be that way. So people think it's that life is that way, that life is hard, uh, stress is normal. Uh, this is, stop. It's not true. It's just not true. It, it's a lie that you've been programmed to believe in. And this week, our topic is harmony. So harmony in life in living in this optimistic state is done by developing what I call a green zone mind. And the purpose of developing a green zone mind, which is really the process of self-authoring your identity, is important in two ways. One, you release the old program identity, which was set for you in fear. This is what creates negative thoughts. And our thoughts stem from those programs held in mind. And two, you set your skills and programs to support your climb out of the valley, onto the mountain, and maintaining motion and momentum on that climb. This is built in courage, which creates positive thoughts, right? We can look at it. We are really not that complicated. Did you, I, I mean, I know I'm trying to simplify things. You look at me like, are you kidding me, Bill? No, no, I really, <laughs> the human being can be taken apart. I can watch somebody and I can know exactly where they're at just from their behavior. Mm -hmm. you know, and the, the thing is, people don't realize is that you're hardwired for that behavior by what was programmed for your mind. If you're not working on yourself, then you can't change your identity. You can't change your routine. You don't change your reality. This is why people are so stuck, Lee, is that they don't realize that that identity that's programmed is set in a routine. So you're doing the same thing over and over again. If you try to alter that routine, that's when you feel fear, discomfort, embarrassment, avoidance. 
And that's what you're saying. They say, well, if they're not perfect right away, they're going to run back into their old routine yeah. back in the comfort zone, right? Yeah. So how do you, how do you, in your, uh, in your practice, how do you, how, when they want to run back, right? Let's say they didn't have a very good, uh, they didn't have a very good experience. They had a, let's say they had a bad experience with you, a bad painting experience, bad art experience. And their whole thing is I can't draw or I can't paint how do you help that person to slow down and move out of that it it goes back to what you were saying about being childlike i frequently have to remind people that we have to go back to being a kindergartner a first grader six or seven years old and we're going to play like we're six or seven years old and we're going to look at the world that way with fresh eyes and not worry about how your drawing turns out or how your painting turns out, because we all know that 99.9% .9 of the six and seven year olds draw amazing stick figures. And, you know, if that's where we need to start, that is where we will start. They don't have perspective right. in and learning that takes time. It takes practice. And it's, it, it goes back to, it's the same as music, foreign language, mathematics, any of it. It's Business. all, business business podcasting writing a yes. book oh, i'm sorry everything lee is telling you is exactly what the process is of leaving the valley and climbing the mountain and you gotta understand every one of you went through those stages of development and by 16 age 16 you were programmed with an identity that identity is held in your mind and it's what creates your thoughts and what people don't realize, Lee, is your thoughts are the most powerful tools created in the universe. Your thoughts have a direct impact on your vital force, your energy, and your health. Your thoughts create emotions. This is head connecting to heart, body. And emotions create chemicals that destroy or heal the body. People don't realize how much their thoughts their thoughts create emotions. Emotions set your state, your vibration. You build your reality through your vibration. So when we talk about uh, what we think and our thoughts and everything else, I can't, I don't want to use the word stress, but I can't stress the importance of it, right? That you have to slow down and become aware of the things that you say. Because the words that you say are stemming from the thoughts that are in your head. So when they're, when they're going through their process and you're working with them, Lee, and they're starting to become childlike, if you look at the fear energies and the fear energies are what make up those five resistances in the, um, of the comfort zone, right? And so one of those energies is embarrassment. That's exactly, that's an energy that will stop them. It is at, if you look at fear, it's a 100 energy. Yes, you have terrified, you have panic in there but you also have embarrassment in there. That's that what holds a, people back. That's a huge one in a on a variety of levels. I've seen that. I have an urban sketching group and I had that. I've had them in the past and I've got one I'm working on now. And people want to draw. They want to go out and draw. We go out into urban environments and sketch whatever it is. And most people are like, I'm too afraid that someone's going to laugh at me and I will be embarrassed. Yes. And I'm like, Usually it's just the opposite of everything. Anytime I've encountered a person, when I've been out sketching, they are amazed, one, that I'm brave enough to go out and sketch, and two, that I'm doing it. Just yes. the pure act of making art in public 
is astounding to most of the people. And people were talking, and you could you could see Lee's work and connect with her at LeeKellogg.com. What Lee teaches is not just for you to become an artist. She's teaching you how, first of all, she's teaching you a hobby that can get you out of your head and into your heart, right? The creation yeah. mind. But the big thing she's teaching is how can you move out of your own comfort zone? One of the most important things is when you start doing something new, like trying to paint. Right now, I'm writing my first fiction book. And I was working on it before we started this podcast, right? And I have storyboards all over the place. And I got all the characters I'm developing and things like that. Man, I'll tell you what, that was a hard process to start because I just was so unknown to me. And now I'm writing it and I, I think it's pretty good. I'm in a, by the way, I'm on chapter two, everybody look out because I really, it took me, it took me two months just to build it because I'm on chapter two. Now I always tell Linda, I go, I'm so excited because I think I'm a good writer, but I'm sure my editors will, will correct me on that. And that's okay. See, I'm okay with it. Yeah. I'm not taking offense to it when they make it better. That's their job, right? But it's like writing something, this is different because I can write personal development stuff, scientific stuff, how to do stuff, how to do stuff. I have thousands of pages of that and all my materials that I work with. This is different because I have to write down feelings and what they look like, what the environment looks like. And it's different. And it stretches my comfort zone, just like painting. So one of the big things when you push somebody out of their comfort zone and they feel like, oh, I'm going to be embarrassed or I can't do this. That is intellectual resistance. It's the ego. But what it does is it actually exposes the ego in your mind. That conflict is so important that you see that because when you go through that, you're actually releasing that. That's how powerful people go, well, how can painting make me a better businessman? Uh, well, first of all, Winston Churchill did it. He was a horrible painter, but Winston Churchill did that as a way to calm his mind to make higher decisions. And I know that works. You know, people say I write for a living. No, I really don't write for a living. When I'm writing, I am in another space that I enjoy it. Yeah. Does that make sense? So what are your thoughts on a businessman coming to you? Because I, I would like to flip the script on this. You, If you're stressed out, and you just don't have an outlet, try to draw. Take take some time. What are your thoughts on that? I think I, I you brought up Winston Churchill, and I think, I'm not positive that I'm correct, but I think Einstein played the violin. Yes, terribly. Yeah, but <laughs> yes. he did something. Yes. He utilized another part of his brain. Yes. And that's what you know, doing music, painting, yep. creativity, yep. what, however you're doing writing, you are utilizing a different part of your brain. You're making your brain work differently. And that actually allows, say, the analytical business part to relax. And that's what the, that's what and, exactly it does. You know, and I know that because I, I study these guys and, and how they and how they do that. Um, I'm right now I'm studying um, Andrew Carnegie. And when he was young, he was, this is the things that he built up too, were things like drawing and reading and things like we, things that we've gotten away from because of technology. The moment we have any downtime, we want to scroll Facebook or go here or do something on the internet. Instead, we could be expanding our mind because when you get positive thoughts and you develop that green zone mind, you create a positive state. Now, very important. 
these positive thoughts are so powerful that when you have positive thoughts, you're attracting positive results into your reality, into your life. And people don't realize that when you're stuck negative, you think the whole world is dark or the whole world is hard. Well, because you're bringing that into your life, you must make a conscious decision to become positive, to create positive thoughts. And this is not a Pollyanna decision. You cannot, you cannot, I always use the garden, right? You cannot have this most beautiful garden. And you notice there's some weeds growing in the garden. You can't close your eyes and say you're going to be positive and tell yourself, I'm positive. There are no weeds. There are no weeds. There are no weeds. Because <laughs> guess what? Your garden's going to die. You must become aware of the negative, negative weeds. That's the conflict. And you have to move into awareness and respond. Pull out the weeds. That's conflict resolution. And into there, you move into a positive state and your garden is safe. And it's, it's, it's exactly like that. Much of what gets people stuck, Lee, is they don't have awareness that they're negative. They don't think they're negative because everything around them, that's the reality. And you can't dispute somebody when it says, that's the way I see it. Yeah, I, yes, you do. Are you happy with that? <laughs> you know, that's, that's a, the piece. And I love what you do because it's a different way to connect to the green zone. And so I talk about head, heart, and hand, right? And harmony, because harmony be becomes a way of life when you could come into agreement with objective reality of what is and respond as needed. People don't realize that because we're, we live our life through our subjective reality. We don't, in that once you become aware of the ego, the voice, the stories in your head, you can move from the negative to the positive thoughts. But the key is always allowing and letting go of the negative and then moving into the positive. So if you start painting or you start working on art or you're doing something that's really uncomfortable, that is growth if you can see that mind in there and you'll realize who's seeing that. What are your thoughts on that process? Ooh. <laughs> First off, you're right. You're totally right. Um, and yes, learning to see that inner voice, hear your inner voice, hear your ego. And as somebody mentioned in the community, maybe it was Pablo posted something, I think today or yesterday about the shoulds. That's always yes. your ego talking. I, I should Jason. do this. I, I Jason. Jason. I okay. Jason. Yeah. I, I should be a better painter. I yeah. should be a better musician. Yep. Well, shoulda, woulda, coulda, just do. And it's um, just part and parcel of learning becoming aware of your inner critic, the ego. I also like mm -hmm. how Michael Singer called it your inner roommate. Yes. Um, and no way would any of us tolerate a roommate like that in real life, um, but we do inside our heads. So, you know, it's fire the critic. Don't let the ego take control, especially when you're trying to be creative because you'll just end up with a hobby of buying craft materials and nothing and not producing anything. Yep. Because That's because exactly you'll think, right. oh, I'll get these, I'll get these new paints and I'll be a phenomenal painter, or I need this new brush. And it's like, no, just use the tools you have. You've all got and tools. You yes, can do them. it's absolutely right. So here's that process, right? So the moment you start painting and you notice that critic in your head telling you how you suck, and you just kind of smile and say, Yep, yeah, I do. I got this. And you go through it. What people don't realize is when they move forward, 
and they go into awareness and they actually go into the new um, activity, they're releasing that old program. They don't realize you're actually releasing the ego when you do that because the ego, in order to survive, has to be fed. It needs to be fed. It needs you to, it needs you to feed it. And so what does that mean? That means you have to have be have somebody react. You got to be a judgment. You got to be a judgment reaction. When you move out of that, just by doing something new, if somebody wanted to set a goal that, okay, I'm going to take up a hobby. Well, really go into that hobby. But I recommend a hobby that's creative because it opens up the creation mind heart. Something that's going to make you have to embarrass yourself, test yourself, stretch yourself. Here's a good one. Laugh at yourself because you kind of laugh at yourself. If you guys listened to yesterday's podcast, me trying to pronounce the damn CoQ10 things is horrible. I can't pronounce it. And I warned the coaches I can't pronounce it, so I don't care. I just go and slaughter it. They probably look, what the hell did he just say? You have to go look it up. Of course you do, you know, but that's okay. So the decision to create and build a life in harmony is why I'm excited to have Lee Kellogg as a co-host today, because when you make a decision to create and build a life in harmony, this is to create the connection of head, heart, and hand. Head is self-authoring that identity. Heart is connecting to that purpose, those higher values, gratitude, faith, forgiveness, and your creative abilities, your true self, your child. And the hand is integrity of behavior, doing it, going in, doing something, and being bad at it, and being and love being bad at it. And when you do that, you will create momentum in your life, not just in one thing, in all things as you climb the mountain. So I love what you teach and, and the way you teach it because it's a different way to, to shift ourselves. So everybody thinks, oh, the shift, I got to take a course or I got to read a book or I got to, no, no, try to draw, paint, write, do something, write poetry, write this, something that you really are uncomfortable with because I'll tell you from personal experience, it changes everything. Your thoughts, Lee? By pushing yourself out of your comfort zone and learning a new skill like painting hot, painting, drawing, I'm going to throw knitting at this. Knitting yes. is one that they've tracked. It's actually brain protective. It helps your aging brain because you're all, every, every one of us is going to end up with aging brain at some point. And you want to hang on to that brain as long as possible. The more you challenge that brain to learn new things, the longer it stays the neuroplasticity it keeps it yes. flexible keep your yes. that's the best way i can put it for everybody yes flexible, that is it right? yes you know so when we talk about the power of decision to set your path and to become a, a decision maker in your life journey your life journey the ego's power is the fear energy main energy that the ego uses is avoidance here's where indecision is born yet understand when you avoid taking action avoid letting go Hold on to resentment and regret. Avoid setting goals. Avoid dealing with conflict uh, problems. You are actually making a decision. <laughs> I hate to tell them that you're making a decision. Yes, it's your ego. Yes, you're not in charge. But how long are you going to live your life that way? Because your, your reality will not change. You're not going to accidentally win the lottery. And if you do, you'll blow it in five years. So if you, until you change, you don't change. So I posted, and I'm really curious on your takes on this. I posted in a community that every decision we make takes energy. 
So when we make a new uh, decision to do something, our vital force sets our volition, which sets our willpower. Now, if you're low in this vital energy, you will not move to make conscious decisions. You'll fall back into your routine, your old routine. And that's where 95% of the people live is from their program routine. But if you create a routine consciously, this is creating a habit. When you self-author a habit in stress mastery, we call this a skill. You then make decisions using very little vital force. So this leaves you with a lot of energy to deal with conflict resolution. So there are some things that I think if you really want to move your life forward, you can create a habit to standardize the way you set your day, the way you eat, the way you exercise, how you close your day, and how you sleep. And you will have a huge surplus of vital energy and willpower to do some great things in your career, great things in your relationships. So I'm going to start with eating. So I'm going to tell you how I do it. Now I want to hear how you do it, Lee, because these are, when we create skills, these are self-authored habits. That means that we don't have to think about our diet. We don't have to think about exercise. We don't have to think about setting our day. It becomes part of us. Why is that important? Because those skills free our energy up to grow, to deal with the challenges on the mountain, to deal with the conflicts. So for me, eating, how do I do it? Well, I eat the same breakfast, the same lunch, and the same snacks. <laughs> every single day and at the same general time every day. And I know this may seem boring, but dinner can be different depending on what Linda will make. It always fit into my, my diet, right? But it may seem boring, but I do give myself one day a week to cheat. But what it does is it takes the decision out of the diet and it allows me to not only have an optimal diet for my body and my health, and my recuperation, I don't have to think about it. So that energy goes toward writing that damn new book or writing this podcast or building the next business. You know, so what do you, how do you do your diet and eating? In many respects, it's very similar. I also work part-time. So I have a couple of days a week where I am at, I work retail at the store for eight hours a day. Mm -hmm. And I have to make sure I have food with me. So my breakfast is pretty darn easy. It's pretty much the same thing with a few variations, but you know, basically like eggs and whatever, whatever other protein source I've got. I also need to have food that I can eat easily. Some days I have time for lunch, like we're coming into Christmas season. I don't, but I have to make sure I eat. And it's still the same sort of thing. And I just, I plan around my protein needs. And I find if I make sure I've got my 30 to 50 grams of protein per meal, life is good. Yeah, yeah life so is good. That's, and so it's a routine now, right? Yes, it's not it's totally. Like, so that, so everybody understand, Lee self-authored that. That wasn't her programmed yeah. identity. That's what it means. So then I go to exercise. I train the same time on the same days. There's no deviation even when I travel. What does this do? It creates consistency and it increases my vital force and willpower. Here's the thing. If I don't create that skill of a schedule and consistent schedule, and I tell myself, oh, I'll do it at night, or I'll do it tomorrow, or I'll do it, you're not going to stay consistent in your exercise, and you don't allow the body to adapt to the exercise. Do you do something similar like that with exercise too? Yes, I do. It's, it's, you know, it's like my expanded green focus power hour. My exercise happens in the morning, and I have found 
if I exercise in the morning, I have amazing energy for the day. If I try to do it later in the day, it doesn't happen. I don't have the energy. It's just like, it's like the thing I need in the morning to get the day going. And, it, and it's so, the same. When I traveled, it was the same thing. I always so got a skill set. So you can see, so you'll have now you can put your energy into your art, into your students, into your clients, into your, your work, because why you're not worried about exercise. You got it. And it's serving you, you know, that's a skill that serves us. So these skills we're talking about is to help you climb your mountain towards your light. Now, the other one is set the day. I do not start the day without setting my state. I literally consciously set my state in higher consciousness. I consciously do the practices to put myself in expansion before I do anything. And I don't start a day like that. That's how I set my day. Now, how does it serve me? Start the day in a green zone. I'm starting a day on the mountain. I'm starting a day in, in conflict resolution. I'm starting a day in the now. That's what it does for you. I don't have to think about it. I've already done it. Uh, I, you just said you do your green focus power hour and you set your day also, right? Yeah. But even before I get out of bed in the morning, I'm setting my day. It's like I review what do I want to accomplish today? What's on the agenda? And, you know, it's like, okay, if it's 19 degrees outside and snowing, I'm still going to get up and walk. Because that's also part of me setting my day is my two mile walk in the morning. That's huge. You're not going to walk barefoot like I do, right? No, but I do go outside even in the snow barefoot on because, occasion. You know, it's really good, right? Well, I'm not going to get into that. That's another whole earthy <laughs> thing that I'm going to do a show on. You know, so the other thing I do and a skill I built is close the day. And this has been very good for me because when I close the day, I let go of all unresolved conflict. I just kind of review my day. Where did I get, you know, activated from the day? But I also set the next day's intentions. I also lay out my clothes for the next day. I remember watching David and Brett both learn this. I set up my supplements. I fill my water bottle. I close the day. And I think it's so important to do that because I, if I, always tell people, if you could set the day and close the day, you have the bookends, you're going to be fine in the middle. Do you also close the day like that? Yes, I do. Yes. I will. You know, if it's a day I've come home from work or even not put things away, whatever I do, my recording in my journal, I have some mm -hmm. like, what did I eat today? You know, exercise, make sure my, my daily journals up to date, do my gratitude, other things that need to be written down sort of look at tomorrow what am i and it's a habit that's what it's yes. people, i want people this is what i want people to see is because when these are already built and this is what i want you to think about while you're setting your 2023 guilt a skill of goals is you want to build skills that will help you build your life these are skills that help you build your life because you don't have to think about them so what does it mean they don't take the vital energy away because it's automatic it's just happening. We don't have to think about it. And then finally, sleep. I have my sleep environment set. Every night, I'm asleep by 7.45 to 8 o'clock. Every single night. I don't care if it's Saturday, Sunday. And what I love is that my wife supports me because I wake up every morning at 2.45 to 3 a.m. And 7 hours is my sweet spot, giving me a strong REM and deep sleep and a HRV that averages about 75. So I do really well with that, right? And so my sleep is the same all the time. Why? Because it's a skill. I'm not going to one night stay up to midnight next night, even on the weekends, we don't do it. It doesn't, it doesn't serve me. Do you have something like that also in your life? Oh yeah. Oh, totally. I'm like, 
bed about the same time too. I sleep maybe a little longer, mm -hmm. but I'm usually awake by four. So, and you know, I think what I worry about is that they're going to think we're just old. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? So we talked a little bit about today, we're talking about making decisions, right? And one of the challenges we have is decisions take energy. In other words, when you have a conflict, you have to make a decision to go into resolution. We only have so much vital force of energy each day. So these things that we talk about aren't taking our energy. They're building it because we don't have to, oh, I have to work out today. I have to do my green focus power. I have, you don't have to do nothing because it's automatic. It's part of the identity. And so when you do that, your 2023 is about creating these new skills to increase and conserve vital energy because it's a key to self-authoring your life and reaching your goals and dealing with conflict resolution. Because you are not going to climb the mountain without conflict. You are not going to do it. You can't stop conflict. So you need that energy. If you're not sleeping, you're not going to have the energy. You're not eating right, you're not going to have the energy. So you want to build, you might want to look at your year and just build these skills up right? You don't want to build up. You don't want to go on a diet to lose weight. No, no. You want to create an eating pattern that serves you for the long run. And guess what? The weight loss will be the side effect. So that's what I got to, today at kind of explaining everybody. You were, you was perfect. It was perfect. Again, if you would like to contact Lee, it's leekellogg.com. It's easy to remember. It's it easy is. to remember that. And so you can go on, you could join her classes. She has online classes. She has things. Uh, you can see her paintings. Her paintings are excellent. You can start to see them. You follow her on Facebook. She always showing her little birds, her little paintings out there. You have a style that's yours. Yes, I do. Thank Nobody you. Nobody else's style. I and I love All that. Right. Nobody. I could see one of your paintings somewhere. I know. Oh, that's Lee Keller. Yep. Thank you. <laughs> that's, that's cool, right? Because that takes time yes, to develop. It is. It, is. It, yeah. it definitely has taken time to develop. So Lee is a Leah's coach. She's done shift coaching. Lee has been a longtime listener to podcasts. Lee has been, I think, in both communities, <laughs> all our yes. different communities, right? Yes. Lee has been around with me for a long time. So is there anything you want to say, Lee, to to them? And we talked about we're talking about harmony and that this week. Anything you, advice you want to give, and we'll close out the show. Definitely. I mean, it sort of it goes back to we sound like old people, but. Having that routine in place, I think is actually energizing because eating the right diet, getting your sleep, doing the right exercise, in, in, in essence, doing your green focus power hour gives you energy and it gets you energized and it will guide you through the day. And people that the right energy, because most people don't have the energy to change. Well, yeah. that's because they haven't built the skills to do it. Because if you're you're trying to lose weight or you're trying to get your diet right, it's very time consuming. When you're starting an exercise program, it's very time consuming. That's why you've got to go through the, the challenges, go through the, the change. And what happens is if you can stay consistent, you turn those into skills, they'll serve you the rest of your life. That's what people don't understand. Take one year and build these skills and they will support everything you need to do in your life from career, finance, health, relationship, and even your spiritual development. But you got to have these skills because Lee is right. Without them, then your energy is depleted. And when you need your energy is when you're in conflict and you have to bring that conflict to a resolution because it takes awareness to do that. That's it for today's show. Oh, I got to pull my sheet up. Now you're going to see because I don't know this by heart. Our mission... <laughs> 
You believe me? We've done 1,600 episodes and David still laughs at me. Our mission here is to create a shift to the planet and you can join us on this mission by simply like, share, and subscribe. I like to embarrass myself. It's really good for me. The links are right below the show notes. As always, until next time, stay inspired.